Welcome to the Marriage Steps Podcast for developing a long-lasting, happy relationship is the status symbol to achieve. And following the six marriage steps is a path to help get you there. I'm your host, Dr. Wyatt Fisher, a licensed psychologist specializing in marriage counseling. Be sure to call my new number, 720-307-7347, and leave a message with your marriage question for me, and then I'll address it on the next Marriage Steps podcast. I'm doing a quick announcement to encourage everyone to leave me a review on my podcast, in particular if you listen to the podcast on Apple. So how Apple Podcast does it is the more reviews you get, the higher your podcast will appear. The higher your podcast appears, the more people see it, so the more couples worldwide can benefit from the podcast. So if you have not already left me a review, please consider doing so. It takes about five seconds after the episode today. Just scroll down and find the five stars and just click however many stars you think I deserve. I would love five if you think I'm worth five stars. And that will tell Apple, this podcast must be helpful, and then they'll raise me in the rankings so other people can find it. So far, I have around 45 reviews, and I would love to get it up to 100 reviews. So again, if you haven't left me one, please consider doing one today. The marriage tip of the day is cultivate new, exciting hobbies with your partner. Have you noticed how easy it is to feel bored in your relationship, like you just do the same thing over and over, like you're in a rut? I've been there, and I know you've been there if you've been together for a while. So therefore, Consider cultivating new, exciting hobbies together. What's something new you both could do that you both would enjoy? Think about that. You may need to Google some options. Maybe Google the top 10 or top 50 hobbies couples do together, and then from that list, talk about it with your partner so you can find something you both would enjoy, that you both would have fun with. One hobby I love to do is I love to tube down rivers. I really enjoy tubing down rivers. We live in Colorado, so we don't have very many nice big lakes, but what we do have is nice rivers. So a couple weekends ago, my wife and I got these tubes and we went up to Lyons, which is close to where we live, and we tubed down the river about an hour and a half, and I loved it. It was really cold, unfortunately, so when we got out, my, my teeth you know, my teeth were chattering and my lips were blue, but it was fun, and that is something my wife and I did together and we enjoy. Another thing we're gonna try to start doing together is cooking together. I enjoy having nice meals, I enjoy cooking, actually, and my wife is starting to enjoy cooking more, so we thought this morning we were talking about how we should start cooking dinners together, and so that's another thing we're trying to do together. So what about you and your spouse? What are some options, some things you could start doing together that you both feel like would be fun to create some intimacy in your relationship? Speaking of cooking, the marriage joke of the day is my partner treats me like a god. Every night when they cook, they serve me burnt offerings. (laughs) Okay, the marriage message of the day is four ways to become one eye in and one eye out. So if you've listened to my podcast for a while, you've probably heard me talk about this concept of two eyes in or two eyes out or one eye in and one eye out. Two eyes out means you're primarily focused on your partner and what they need and how they're feeling and what's going on in their life. You're hyper-focused on them and you lose track of you. You lose track of your needs. You lose track of what's going on in your world and so does your partner. And that's not healthy. 
The other extreme, some couples, some partners are two eyes in, and that means you're self-absorbed. You're only thinking about your life, your needs, and what's important to you. That's two eyes in, and that's also toxic because then you're losing track of your partner. So the goal for all of us is to become more one eye in, one eye out, regardless of which way you lean. And that means I'm tracking me, what I need, how I'm feeling, what's going on in my life, but I'm simultaneously tracking you. I'm thinking about what's going on in your life. I'm thinking about your needs. I'm thinking about what would make you feel good. And if you can think about your needs and your partner's needs simultaneously as you're making decisions throughout the day, guess what? You become a good partner. We become toxic partners when we're two eyes in or two eyes out. So today's message is all about four ways to become more one eye in, one eye out. So the first step is you wanna think about which way do you lean? Do you lean two eyes in where you become self-absorbed? Or do you lean two eyes out where you lose yourself because you're so focused on your partner? Which way do you lean? Think about that for a second. And which way does your partner lean? So you wanna first identify that so you can put words to your bent in your relationship. We all have a bent one way or the other. And that leads me to the second point. The second tip is what makes you lean that way? Think about your upbringing. Most likely, there's a lot of clues in your upbringing that influences which way you lean. So for my wife and I, we both have a tendency to lean two eyes in, where we can get more self-absorbed and thinking about our needs and what would be best for us. And so in my life growing up, one of the reasons I can lean two eyes in is I was raised by a mom who focused a lot on me. She spent a lot of energy on me. She gave me a lot of quality time, a lot of conversation, and it was centered around me. And so because of that, I can have a tendency to be two eyes in. Another reason is I had a lot of freedom growing up. I came and went as I pleased, did what I wanted. And so that also got me used to doing things how I wanted them and things revolved around me. My wife is very similar. So growing up, she was raised primarily by her mom and her grandma in Germany. And so both of those females in her life catered to Alia and what Alia wanted and what Alia felt and what Alia wanted to eat and what she would like to do. Both her mom and her grandma centered their lives around Alia, my wife. And so because of that, she also has a tendency to be two eyes in. So we have both had to work on this in our relationship to become more one eye in, one eye out because it's been a growth area for both of us. So what about you? If you're two eyes in or two eyes out, what about your upbringing has made you that way? What's influenced your development to be that way? Because you're like it for a reason. But don't use your background as an excuse to be that way. It's just an explanation of, of what's developed you but don't let it dictate how you are. Because again, no matter which way we lean in marriage, two eyes in or two eyes out, it's all of our choice if we continue to operate that way. Because that's not being a good partner. A good partner is one eye in, one eye out. The third step to consider is you need to value this concept of being one eye in and one eye out. And again, that concept says, I wanna track me, I wanna pay attention to what I'm feeling, what I need, but I also wanna track you, and I wanna pay attention to you, and what would make you feel good. 
you need to be able to buy in to how valuable it is to be one eye in and one eye out. If you don't care about that, if you don't really think that's important, if you could really give a rip if you're two eyes in or two eyes out, then this concept isn't gonna help you. So you have to buy into the value of being one eye in and one eye out because if you buy into it, then that leads to step number four, which is how do I get better? Because I wanna become more one eye in, one eye out because I can see how that would make me a better partner. And if both of us are striving to do that, we're gonna have a much better marriage. And so number four is all about the love buckets. Love buckets is marriage step number six. And the love buckets are a great way to get trained on becoming one eye in, one eye out. For review, the love buckets basically help you identify the top three things you need to feel loved and satisfied. That's called your fillers. And the top three things your partner does that you don't like. That's called your drainers. Both of you need a list of your top three fillers you want and the top three drainers your partner does that you do not want. And then you give your spouse your list. And then ideally, every day you're looking at your partner's list, the three things they want, their fillers, and the three drainers that you do they do not like, that they want you to stop or reduce. When you look at that list daily, it trains you on becoming more mindful of your partner, more aware of their needs, more mindful of your impact on the relationship. And then once a week, you come together during your marriage huddle and you give and receive feedback on the lists. And you ask your partner, how did I do on those three fillers for you this week? How did I do on those three drainers that you don't like this past week? And then you ask them, how could I get better? On each of those categories, how could I improve one to two points this upcoming week? Don't get defensive and don't get defeated when you get feedback. Have the heart of a student. And good students ask questions, they're teachable, they're eager to learn. That's the heart and the posture you wanna have when getting feedback on the love buckets. So if you're both doing that, if both partners are giving and receiving feedback on how well their partner filled up their love bucket, that's one of the best ways to be trained on how to become one eye in and one eye out. So it will simultaneously improve your relationship while it's also training you on being one eye in and one eye out. So those are four ways to become more one eye in, one eye out. The first one is which way do you lean? You need to identify that. Two, what makes you lean that way? Think back to your upbringing and things that may have influenced your development. Number three, you need to buy in to the value of being one eye in and one eye out. And then number four, develop your love buckets, your top three fillers you need to feel loved and satisfied and the top three drainers you don't want because when your partner does them, it makes you feel negative towards them, then give and receive feedback once a week to be trained on how to become one eye in and one eye out. Thank you for listening to the Marriage Steps podcast. For more marriage resources and to learn more about my top six marriage steps, be sure to go to my website, drwyattfisher.com. That's D-R-W-Y-A-T-T-F-I-S-H-E-R.com. And remember, your marriage is alive. If you care for it, it will grow. But if you neglect it, it will die. The choice is up to you. Take care.